Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. I'm Stephen Dethridge, and today's message comes to us from many sources, together singing one song. In Luke chapter 6, verse 31, Jesus says, Do to others as you would have them do to you. Confucius says, What you do not want done to yourself, do not do to others. The rabbis say, What you hate, do not do to anyone. The Buddhists say, Hurt not others, that which pains thyself. To Hindus, this is the sum of duty. Do not do to others what would cause pain if done to you. In ancient Egypt, it was written, Do for one who may do for you, that you may cause him thus to do. Most cultures, most religions, have some articulation of this golden rule. Rumi says, Move beyond any attachment to names. Every war and every conflict between human beings has happened because of some disagreement about names. It's such an unnecessary foolishness because just beyond the arguing, there's a long table of companionship set and waiting for us to sit down. What is praised is one, so the praise is one too. Many jugs being poured into a huge basin. All religions, all this singing, one song. The differences are just illusion and vanity. Sunlight looks slightly different on this wall than it does on that wall, and a whole lot different on this other one. But it is still one light. We have borrowed these clothes, these time and space personalities, from a light. And when we praise, we pour them back in. There are many names for God. Yahweh, Jehovah, Allah, the Great Spirit, Light, the Friend. And there are many ways to pray and to praise. It is all good, and it is all right. We live in an inner and an outer world of praise. Yoda says, Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Jesus says, The kingdom of God is within you. Here's a story about that, written by Coleman Barks.
There's a swordsmith in a valley in eastern Afghanistan. When there is no war, he forges steel plows and he shoes horses, but he is most known for his singing. People come from all over to listen to him, from the forests of the giant walnut trees, from Kadakan and Badakhshan, from the snow-bound Hindu Kush, from Kanabad and Kanat, from Herat and Pagman. Mostly, they come to hear one song about the far valley of paradise. This particular song has a haunting lilt and the ability to make those who hear feel that they are in that place, the paradisal valley. Someone always asks when he finishes, is that a real place? Is as real as real can be is always his answer. Have you been there? Not in the ordinary way of traveling. The singer loves Aisha, a young woman in the valley, but she doubts that there is such a place as the one he sings of, and so does his rival for her love, Hussan, a swordsman of great strength and agility. He has full confidence that he will eventually win Aisha. He makes fun of the swordsmith singer whenever he can. One day, the villagers are sitting inside the blessed quiet that happens after the song. Hassan says, Why don't you follow the blue haze that rises there from the mountains of Sangon and actually go to the place you sing about? I feel it would not be right, said the singer. Well, that is a convenient feeling. It keeps you from being revealed as a fraud and a sentimental dreamer. I propose a test to decide several things at once. You love Aisha, but she does not believe in your valley. You two could never be married in such a discord of trust. The swordsmith replies, You expect me then to set out for the valley and return with proof of its existence? Yes calls out Hassan and the crowd together. Yes, calls out Hassan and the crowd together. I will make this trip then, but will Aisha promise to marry me if I return successfully? I will, says Aisha quietly. The singer-songsmith collects dried mulberries and scraps of bread in a sack and starts on his journey. His way is always up. He climbs until he comes to a sheer wall blocking the way. He scales that wall, and there is another, another. Five walls in all. On the other side of the last wall, he finds himself in a valley like his own. People come out of their houses to welcome him. It's so weirdly strange, this experience of the swordsmith singer. Months later, he walks back into the valley he started out from, an old man limping to his hut. Word spread that he has returned. Hassan is spokesman for the crowd that comes. He calls the singer to the window of his hut. The crowd gasps at how old 
he has become. Did you find the valley? I did. What was it like? He is quiet for a while in the weariness and confusion, in the difficulty of saying where he went, where he is now, and what has happened. I climbed until it seemed like no human habitation could be so high. But there was a valley identical to this one. And the people there are not only like us, they are us. Hassan, Aisha, myself, you, you. Everyone is there in his or her original form. We are the shadowy copies. Everyone turns and walks away, convinced that the singer has gone mad in his solitary search. Aisha marries Hassan. The singer rapidly grows old and dies. The people who heard the story, as he told it, also soon grown old. They lose interest in their lives. They feel some huge event is about to occur, one that they have no control over. Vital energy drains away. Once in a thousand years, such a secret is revealed to someone like the singer Swordsmith. But no one yet has quite been able to take in the truth that we are two selves. This one and one more real that lives in the valley a certain song makes us long for. That we are that being as well as this more familiar one who is dubious, confused, reckless, and sad. Whose sadness is a little solved when we hear the song that makes us remember essence. A friend says, there is another world, and this is it. That the two valleys are one living being cannot be said in language. That we already are the perfected one cannot be spoken of, but it can be felt inside. At the moment itself, and as the whole outdoors, the whole around us, that veiny annual that is the heart where we take our walks. A friend says, there is another world, and this is it. That the two valleys are one living being cannot be said in language. That we already are the perfected one cannot be spoken of, but it can be felt inside as the moment itself. And as the whole outdoors the whole around us, that veiny animule, that is the heart where we take our walks. This is my query. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter, and the kingdom of God is within us. How do we tap into that other world within us? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. 
You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.